the Dragonlance Nexus is proud to present the Dragonlance Canticle. Hello, Dragonlance fans. This is Megan. I apologize this episode took so long to be released, but I'm pleased to at last present part two of episode two of Champions of Cran, The Mystery of the Lost Patrol, an original fifth edition adventure produced by the Dragonlance Nexus. Previously, our heroes arrived at the Throttle Outpost in eastern Salamia to discover clear indications that all is not well. Alisane the Wizardess, played by Rachel, and Leander the Sorcerer, played by Morgan, have teamed up with Kyrus the Knight of Salamia Fighter, played by Brian, to investigate the goings-on at the outpost at the behest of Sir Carl Gardson, also a Knight of Salamia. Simultaneously, Velzelig, the Sivak Draconian Paladin, played by Lucy, currently disguised as a regular, ordinary, nondescript, boring human, and his adopted mother Vidalia the Kender Bard, played by Deanna, are fearing for their lives. Vel knows that the Commandant of the Outpost, Sir Brenton Silverlance, is actually a Sivak Draconian imposter. And the Commandant knows that Vel knows that he is a Sivak Draconian imposter. And of course, Vel Zelig knows that the Commandant knows that he knows, etc., etc. So Vel is walking this tightrope of wanting to expose the Commandant as a villain, while also keeping his own identity safe. In the last episode, the two groups decided to join forces to investigate the truth of the situation at the outpost, as well as discover what happened to the missing patrols. They paid a visit to the blacksmith and also to revered son Tramps Dragonhelm, a cleric of Paladine, seeking information. And now, as we resume, the group is reporting in with Sir Carl to let him know what they've uncovered. All right, so following your meeting with Brother Trampus in your prayer circle, praying for the lost sheep and shepherds and wolves and whatever else it is you were playing for, uh, <laughs> the group heads to the Broken Shield Tavern. Having spent the day uh, wandering about the outpost, um, it's starting to get uh, towards dinner time now. And as you approach the the tavern, you see that it's built sort of the same as as everything here. This sort of rough hewn, rough hewn log. It's it's not poorly built, but it it was, looks like it was built uh, hastily from the when the town was being constructed or when the outpost was being constructed. Um, but as you enter, you see uh, a human man who's standing behind the bar. He is wiping, wiping down, cleaning glasses, the kind of things that barkeepers in taverns and Dungeons and Dragons are always just perpetually doing. <laughs> and as you step into the common room, you see that there is a, there's a bar. There's about a half dozen small tables with chairs scattered throughout. Um, you can smell the scent of food on the air. You can, uh, you can see that there's a, a couple, a couple people maybe two or three people gathered around who are who are having drinks but it looks it looks pretty quiet one of the people that you see gathered is sir carl sitting at the largest table at the tavern and he he waves to you all as you enter as if as if you could have possibly missed him <laughs> uh kairos will immediately make his way over and uh he'll call out for the he'll call out for the innkeeper and say another Bring a, a round of dinner, a round of uh, meals here and drinks, too. On Sir Carl. Of course, of course. Yes. <laughs> Add it to my tab. So uh, you join him at the table a few moments later. Your meals arrive. Standard standard uh, outpost meal. Sausages, cheese, fried tomatoes, uh, hunks of brown bread. And then, of course, ale to wash it all down. Ugh. It's you don't, fine. You don't like that? <laughs> well, if, if there's something you'd prefer, uh, oh, Alison, no, no, no. I'm Alison. I'm sure I can ask them to make you something else. 
Oh, no, that's fine. This is fine. This is suitable. Don't worry. So following your meal, you're gathered around enjoying your drinks. The other the other patrons have, have left, and now you appear to be the only patrons here at the tavern tonight. Uh, the, the bartender has gone back into the kitchen to do to do something, so he's he is not here to eavesdrop. And uh, at this point, Sir Carl, realizing that there's that the large group of you gathered here can now speak freely, he leans forward and he says, "Have you found anything out about what we discussed?" Kairos uh, will look around one more time just to be sure, then leans in, says many things. The blacksmith and the uh, and the uh, father at the Temple of Paladine were very helpful. It seems that the Commandant has been acting different ever since uh, ever since he took a uh, Sorry, just a little aside. So, what was the? Uh, he took a um, brigade, or uh... he he took a patrol to the outpost at Gargath, and okay. was waylaid along along the way, and returned by himself. Okay, he uh, says it seems uh, both have said that it seems that uh, the commandant has been acting differently ever since. He took a patrol out uh, near the outpost at Gargath, and that they were waylaid by draconians. He was the only one to return. Looking around the table, Carl will say, different how? Vidalia turns to Vel for just a second, almost as if in permission, before saying, from what we heard, before he left, he was quite the bro. A, <laughs> yes, bro. He was quite the bro. He was the quite the pinnacle of knighthood. He was quite the attentive, uh, quite the attentive officer. But upon his return, stopped taking care of the outpost the way someone of his station ought to. Yes, it is quite mysterious, honestly. The uh, father at the Temple of Paladine said that he acted as if he didn't even know him, even though they were close beforehand. And uh, Sir Carl will look around the table once more and says, well, this is certainly a cause for concern, but not necessarily enough to accuse him of any wrongdoing. There have been many, many officers who lose men and take it hardly and, uh, and changes their behavior. What, I, I just don't see any, anything here to convince me that there is anything nefarious afoot. No, nothing more, nothing more nefarious than perhaps a commandant who needs to be rotated out. I would tend to agree. It does sound like it could be related to grief. The only thing that's a little concerning is that the, out of the patrol, he was the only survivor dealing with Draconian specifically. Well, the letter that we found from Larsen, uh echoes the same about the Commandant. Oh, I'd forgotten about the letter. Let, let, me, let me take a look. 
I am uh, going to pull it out of my robes and hand it over. So Sir Carl takes the letter from you that you received from, uh, um, that you found when you were searching the caravan after it had been attacked, the letter that was sent by Sir Larson Strangborn um, to his brother. Um, the Sir Carl reaches into his pocket and pulls out his, his little reading glasses and puts them on his face and begins to read the letter. Um, specifically, <laughs> specifically noteworthy is um, Sir Larson's concern that settlers' caravans are being attacked, trade caravans are being attacked, um, and it seems like the Commandant is doing the exact opposite of what he should be doing. He's sending out more and more patrols, sending them farther and farther, basically not keeping the men where they need to be. And even Sir, even Sir Larson says that uh, the Commandant has not been himself lately, and he looks the same and talks the same, but his actions and then his, but also, and, and Sir Larson has highlighted this phrase, that his, the feel of him is quite different. And that it's actually caused a certain amount of dread on Sir Larson's part. And of course, Sir Larson, not long after reading this, disappeared. So, uh, so Sir Carl reads over this letter and saying, this is certainly, certainly troubling. It's one thing to have a letter and it's one thing to hear rumors, but it seems like everybody is agreeing that there is something very wrong with the Commandant. But I just can't imagine what it could be. My character is not doing it, but the player is looking at Vel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alicine will look to Leander and say under her breath, A curse? Uh, could be. Could be some kind of curse. Maybe some mind magic? Just general bewitchment, perhaps? Hmm. Bell is mentally kicking himself and just thinking, what the... What am I doing? And leans forward and trying his absolute best to <laughs> appear so human says to everybody in a, a hushed tone, or perhaps a draconian? Back in my village, we we were told they can do all manner of things, even change into or, or take another person's appearance. That is certainly a possibility, yeah. Mm. And he was the sole survivor, so... At the thought of this, or at the mention of this, Sir Carl's eyes widen. He says, "You said that. You said that Sir that Sir uh, Sir Brenton had returned. He'd been waylaid by Draconians, and he was the only one to return. There are, there are Draconians, Sivak Draconians, you may have heard of, who have the ability to change shape, and sometimes they can change into the shape of the people that they've killed." If if this is true, it could mean that Sir Brenton has been, his form has been taken over by a draconian. It would certainly explain the changes in behavior and explain why he was the only one that survived. He's been body snatched. Vidalia doesn't break, uh, Vidalia doesn't break out of the conversation, but under the table she does take Vel's hand and gives it a little squeeze. 
Oh. Oh, holds on to Vidalia's hand. Um, tightly, but not at full strength. Sir <laughs> uh, Carl is going to say, well, I don't know if this is true, but I think we've certainly have enough reason to be suspicious. And I have enough reason to go and confront the commandant directly about these rumors. Let's let's not waste any more time. Let's let's head to his office. Ooh. Well, hang on. Maybe maybe we could test maybe we could do a test of some sort to see before what we go Um Do you have any any magic spell that can reveal the truth of what somebody is? Maybe I've heard that I've heard that wizards could or magic users could cast these spells that will reveal the truth of of whatever anyone is standing around them. Perhaps perhaps you could do a spell like that and we'll, we'll reveal that filthy draconian traitor for what he truly is. I don't yeah, think we have that kind like that. of time. I don't think we have that kind of time. Does anybody <laughs> else? I think we should I... address this now. The the outpost is very clearly uh, not up to scratch. Well, I mean, we don't want to approach someone in charge and throw accusations at them and be wrong. But if some if somebody is an honorable knight, they will understand. <laughs> Isn't that right, Sakal? Well, we're certain that we're not certain that he is an honorable knight. Yeah. Then Do it you... is best that we deal with this promptly. I would, I would tend to agree with Leander. I a spell that could make draconians explode. Well, I mean, no, <laughs> Leander. Yes. Have you learned the gift of true sight? No, I haven't, Alzine. Oh. Uh, that, that that is the answer to our question. Then, no, we cannot see through disguises currently. I can, I can, uh, I can zap him with electricity. But no, I... <laughs> that it, that would be ineffective, I imagine. But maybe we could find somebody who could. Would it dispel magic work? Uh, potentially. I'm not actually sure. Okay. Um, well, but, but you guys are the only magic users in the place, so I do have one trick up my sleeve. Mm-hmm. I can disguise myself as maybe, uh, I don't know, Larsent. Mm-hmm. Show them. Show them, Leander. Um, sh- oh, okay. So I'm going to disguise myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. As... You don't know what Sir Larsent looks like. No, I don't. So I'm going to disguise myself as Vel. Okay. To what end? I don't know. She was. She wanted me to show you guys. I can do it. I will say just on mine. Plan is really coming together. That was certainly a use of a spell slot. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You did that. I sure did. Witness, witness the power of the tower. Wow! Look at that. Uh huh. Wow, I did a really basic spell. Everybody <laughs> oh, be in no, awe. Oh no, it's very complicated and takes a lot of materials. I literally mm-hmm. just did it sitting here. I didn't okay, even Okay, you know what? 
Yes. That was <sighs> that was very impressive. I I thought it was, I for one thought that was very impressive. The enter. Well, you know what? You Thank you. Really a powerful magic user. You know, I wasn't sure about you, Sir Carl, at first, but I, you're really growing on me. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's wonderful to hear. Um, I feel like we've all become good friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a picture of Larsent? Uh, no. Cool. All right. New plan. Okay. Well, so if you can't think of a plan, I'm going to go confront it. I mean, I guess I just feel like it's a little. I don't know. I feel like we could get maybe thrown in jail because he sounds like he's off his rocker a little bit. Well, we're with, we're with Sir Carl. We wouldn't be put in jail. He has no authority to put me in jail if I haven't committed an actual crime. But if he's working outside of what is the proper thing to do. Hmm. You know what I mean? Interesting point. Yes. But you know what? There's uh, six of us and one of him. So let's do this. That's the spirit. That's the night spirit. There's six of him and one of us. Or wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be prudent if there were perhaps two of us to stand outside of their quarters and keep watch just in case. Good idea. I I I will volunteer for that. I have very keen senses. Okay. Do you now? I do. It's true. He does. Huh. Okay. How about you, Vidalia? You've got magic. Got anything useful? You're our first level bard, so I guess all you've got is vicious mockery, but you know. Uh... <laughs> That and Silvery Barbs. Silvery Barbs is pretty good. Well, there you go. That is pretty good. You do not want vicious mockery from a mother figure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad. Oh, God. It's still mockery. My heart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Sir Carl is going to stand up and head towards the door. Uh, Nobody can propose a better plan. He's he's just going to go for it. Kairos will stand up immediately and follow. Yeah, Same. um, Alcine will primly follow him. Um, Vel will follow everybody, but just take up the rear, so that way he can stand watch outside of the the commandant's quarters. Yeah, I guess I guess Leander uh, follows as well. Uh, uh, saunters his way. Okay, so you cross back across the uh, the outpost and reach the commandant's office, sort of at the center of the outpost. Um, as Sir Carl enters, uh, he's going to actually tell you to wait outside the gr- the whole group of you to wait outside. He wants to go and speak to Sir uh, Sir Brenton privately, um, but he wants to have you close to hand just in case there's any trouble. So he'll advise you just to to keep a close eye out, listen for any signs of trouble. Um, but then he's gonna he's gonna head inside. Okay. Uh, and as the, um, sorry, one moment, please. Um, so the five of you are waiting outside the commandant's office for Sir Carl. A few minutes pass. Nothing out of the ordinary happens. The sun is just, is, is finally almost all the way set. There's only the last few lingering rays of sunlight on the horizon as it dips below. 
And as you're all gathered around waiting, you notice a pair of men moving, moving towards the commandant's office. They're, they appear to be human men, um, dressed in dark leather armor with, um, cloaks wrapped tightly about them and their, their hoods up. Um, the light rain has just begun to fall. So it's not completely out of character that these men should have their, their hoods up, but they certainly have a, a suspicious air about them. As soon as they get close enough, I'm going to hold up my hand and say, Hey, how you doing? Uh, the first one of them is going to, is going to look to you and say, we, we need to speak to the commandant. Stand aside. Oh, he's in a meeting with a knight. That's why we're waiting outside. Uh, the two, the two men look at one another. A knight? What knight? Uh, I don't remember his name. Why? Because we, we, we have reports that there may be, uh, we have reports that there may be malcontents trying to stir up trouble here we- in the outpost. And we need to protect the, we need to protect the commandant. So stand aside. Are you guards? No, you're not cutting in line. Stand aside now Listen, and they begin. Sir, they begin to slowly draw their sh- their swords. Tyrus moves to get in front of, uh, to get in front of the magic users. Basically, are you guards? We are the commandant's men, and we demand to see him immediately. You don't look like you don't look like his men. And at that moment, you hear the sound of shouts coming from inside the oh, commandant's office. You hear the sound of a bolt being thrown as the door is locked behind you. The two men will draw their swords. Everybody roll for initiative. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> oh my god, a three. Uh, ten. Uh, eleven. Uh, five. Wow, this is really great. <laughs> We're doing so good. <laughs> We're really on the ball today, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to roll well, we just have to roll better than them. <laughs> what do you want to bet we roll better than them? <laughs> uh, every, all of the money I have in my pocket right now. <laughs> 18 and a five. Well... <laughs> Uh, Rachel, I still need your, I still need your initiative. Who got the 10? Was that Vel? Yeah, that was me. Okay. And who got the 11? That was me. Dahlia? Okay. Surprisingly, that is a 19. Oh my goodness. Wow. Like I said. (laughs) As Alisane stands there and does nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your dexterity score, uh, Kyrus? Uh, plus zero. Okay, Alisane, as these these two armed, cloaked, suspicious-looking figures approach you, demanding to go see the Commandant, and simultaneously you hear the sound of a struggle coming from inside the Commandant's office, what are you going to do? I'm going to look between these two men and back at Leander, and then back at Kyrus, and then... Extend my hand and cast Firebolt at the man closest to me. Okay. This is a 16. That hits. All right, that's five points of fire damage. Okay. 
Very good. So he wasn't expecting there to be a magic user among the group. So he's startled to see this blast of flame just come arcing out of nowhere and strike against him, scorching his armor. And he's, he's knocked back a pace with a, his, his skin singed, but he's still drawing his sword. Elephant's just going to say to him, you should really stand down. The first thug, the one that you didn't attack, he is going to go after Kairos, sensing Kairos is probably the muscle of this group and wanting to dispatch him as quickly as possible. Um, so he's going to swing at, uh, swing at you with a, um, short sword. Iris. Okay. And that is a 17 to hit. 18 armor class. Oh my goodness. So the, oh. the, the short sword just scrapes across your armor. Um, mm. he's going to swing it, uh, swing for a second time. Oh, that's even worse. That's a five. Okay. So that time he just misses you all together. Um, and next is Vidalia's turn. Medalia is going to use her tiny tender legs to dart behind the one going after Kyrus mm-hmm. and try to chop him in the leg. Okay, very good. Okay. Not terrible. Um, That would be a 15. That's a hit. <gasps> Yay! For all six damage it did to his ankles. Okay, so you slice him uh, across the back of the ankles with your chapak, your sort of combination axe and flute weapon that Kinder are known for. Um, the the man didn't even see you approaching. That's how quick and stealthy you did it. All he just feels is this axe ripping into the, the backs of his legs. He just cries out in pain and, uh, and almost loses his balance for a moment before catching himself. He didn't quite hack through any important tendons, but certainly got his attention. And Belzelli gets your turn. Am I closest to the door or to one of these uh, you ruffians? Are closest, you are closest to the door. Okay, so seeing that we outnumber these people outside, Vel is going to put all of his weight into his shoulder and attempt to break down the door. Okay, give me a strength check, please. Or yeah. athletics. Strength or athletics? Um, I'll go athletics, if that's okay. Oh, my God, an eight. <laughs> oh, so you ram your shoulder against the door, but it doesn't give. It's a sturdy that's all right. door. These knights know next, how to make doors. Next turn. Next turn, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but as you slam your shoulder against the door, causing reverberations through the wood, you can hear the sound of, uh, Sir Carl calling out from inside and he's calling, uh, basically for assistance. So he, and okay. you hear Sir Carl calling out, he's gone yeah. mad. He's lost his mind. Okay. So Vel is just going to shout out to everybody. We, we have to get inside. Sir Carl needs help. Uh, okay. And the, the second thug, the one that Alisane, uh, blasted with the firebolt is going to, um, head after Kairos. So Kairos, you're, Kairos, you've got two on one right now, basically. Okay. Oh, that's going to miss. So he swings his short sword at you and just misses. These guys are like thugs, you know, they're not well, they're not, these guys fight like brawlers or mercenaries. They don't fight like soldiers or like knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11, 15. No, another miss. Uh, and it's your turn, Kairos. Okay. Mm. 
He's going to do what he can to try to make short work of these guys. His heart tells him to kick in the door right now, but they are a current danger. So he's going to go ahead and uh, swing at probably the one that got fire bolted, just because he would probably be the first to drop. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's give it a shot. Uh, that is okay. So nine plus, so fourteen. That'll hit. Oh, cool. Okay, so that's seven points of uh, slashing damage. Okay, very good. So you bring your axe with a sort of an overhead strike, cleaving right through his leather armor, leaving a a deep gash in his in uh in his shoulder. Not quite enough to take him completely out of the fight, but. He's going to sort of stagger back a bit and reach up and put his hand across the wound and then take his hand back to look at all the blood dripping out of it. He's got this sort of slightly ferocious look in his eyes. He's going to give him a look of determination and then raise his shield. Okay, and next turn is Leander. Okay, so... So, Leander, you're kind of in the back ranks with Alisane. Okay. Um, you can see Vel trying to get into the Commandant's office on the other side of Alisane. Um, eh, You've got yeah. a straight line of sight to the one that hasn't been hit yet. The thug that hasn't been hit yet. Okay, I'll work on that one, I guess. Uh, Sacred Flame. Okay. Uh, it's a, a save uh, dex 13. Okay. Eight. So that's not going to do it. That's six points of damage. Okay. I think it's radiant. Hmm. Yeah. Excellent form, Leander. Um, is it really, though? Or is he just kind of like, meh? No, it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. He's great. Imagine him, like, extending his arms and dramatically being like, ooh, boogie, go. <laughs> and somehow slouching the whole time. <laughs> Listen, it worked. That's all that matters. <laughs> and Alisane is your turn, so... Oh, you shit. want to show him um, the proper way to use magic. Oh, Yes, of course. Um, I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. Oh, very good. Show off. So this, uh, this sort of veil of translucent energy surrounds you. Alisane. It looks like a lovely translucent dress for a moment. <laughs> um, and then that's all I can do. So I'm just going to stand there and just watch. Wow, great form. You have to protect yourself, Leander. That's it's important. <laughs> I I got him and I point at Kyrus. Yeah, um, well, cast Mage Armor next time. So the first thug, uh, having been, just been chopped in the back of the ankles by um by Vidalia, is going to turn his attention away from Kyrus momentarily and attempt to turn around and swing at her. And that is a whole ten to hit. Uh, I have an AC of 13. Okay, so you dodge out of the way of the short sword. He's going to make another blind swing at you. Oh, even worse, a 7. So he's just hacking at the air, and you're just dodging left, dodging right, running between his legs, sticking your sticking your uh, your tongue out at him. Oh, yeah, 100%. He, he can't. You're too quick for him. Uh, so next turn is yours, Vidalia. I'm going to hit him in the legs again. Okay. I believe that's a 13, so not quite as good. Yes, Yay! These guys are dressed in this kind of 
like now that now that they're you're gotten a better close-up look on this leather armor that they're wearing is kind of like patched together uh looks like it's been repaired a million times it's not the best armor their mom did not teach them how to sew no that was seven damage okay okay next turn is val uh okay so Bell is going to try and break the door down again, only this time he's going to center himself and he's going to try and kick the door in. Okay. Give me another strength check. Oh, okay. So 30-20. Okay, yeah, that'll do it. Yes. Nice. Woo! So, uh, Bell, you, you plant your booted foot against this wooden door as hard as you can. Um, and you hear the sound of wood ripping as, um, as the deadbolt that was holding the door shut rips free from the wall and the, the door, um, just flies open, slams against the far wall, bounces back. You manage to put out your hand to stop it. And as you look inside, you see, um, that Sir Carl is laying, is basically been shoved, uh, on his back against the desk. Um, you see that there's another, Another knight, one that you haven't seen before, a younger one, kind of cowering in the corner. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, on top of, uh, on top of Sir Carl is, uh, is the commandant and he's got uh, a dagger in his hand and he looks like he's about to, to plunge it into Sir Carl's chest before oh God. you kick open the door oh. and he sees you enter. Vel, without thinking, shouts out in draconic, very, very harsh, guttural sound that just seems completely at odds with the exterior that he's presenting to the world. And he will shout out in draconic, Slivak! Stop! Okay, and does any of you speak draconic? I do. (laughs) Who is that? Is Alia? Yeah, it's Vidalia. Oh, well, you already know he's a draconian <laughs> fighting. <laughs> um, no, but I, I know what it sounds like. Why doesn't everybody give me a um, just a straight intelligence check? If you beat a 15, you know that he was speaking draconic. I have no idea. That's a six. That's a nine. Twenty-two. Oh my god! So, Alisane, you don't know what he said, but you know that he was speaking draconic. Okay, I've got little little red strings connecting in my brain right now. All right, and now lots of uh, farmers speak draconic. It was an elective. (laughs) (laughs) A farmer school. Um, (laughs) You learn draconic while you plow the field. There you go. The thug that you've been wailing on. Kairos is going to go for you again. Okay. Uh, he's going to attack with his short sword. Oh, that's a nine to hit. These guys are having a really bad night. He slips in the mud as the rain starts to starts to soak into the dirt. Tries again. That time it's a 19. Uh, that's a hit. Okay, so he's finally managed to get his, his footing and he swings at you with his wide... Almost kind of, like kind of a wild slash. There's not really even any any form or skill behind it. It's just all anger. Dishonorable. Seven damage. Seven slashing damage. Okay. Oof. That's a that's a chunky hit. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but it's your turn, Kairos. So you got this one that just attacked you. He's pretty banged up. He's not like, he's not on death's door, but he's taken some good hits. And you've got the other thug that's currently chasing Vidalia around, trying to, trying to hack at her as she's <laughs> dodging and, and skipping and sidestepping and tumbling. And he just can't seem to connect. So, uh, question then, uh, how far is Vidalia from Kairos? She is on the other side of the Draconian, or sorry, on the other side of the thug from you. Okay. You've kind of got him, you've kind of got him sandwiched. His back is to you though. Is there a way to position himself so that he is within five feet of Vidalia while also facing, uh, and not incurring an attack of opportunity with the guy he's currently facing? Yes, you could come around and sort of support Vidalia. Okay, so he is going to try to do that, and then he is going to uh, carefully basically look for uh, an end to strike, and he's going to go for uh, a strike on the uh, draconian he was, or sorry, the uh, person he was currently facing. Okay. So, okay. Oh. Uh. Uh, 17. That hit? Actually, 18. Sorry. But yeah. Well, that hit, too. <laughs> okay. And 10. 10. Oh, my goodness. So this this man is not paying attention to you at all. He's been completely distracted by Vidalia and her antics. So you've got him, you've got him dead to rights and you take your axe and just plant it right in his back. Ooh, nice. You know, if you were, if you were less honorable, you probably could have severed his spine with that attack. But, you know, you, you just plant it right in the sort of thick part of his, uh, of the center of his back. And he okay. like staggers forward, like his arms flailing backwards, trying to grab it and yank it out. Okay. Um, I just wanted to confirm. I was uh, attacking, or I was trying to attack the one that I was already attacking. But oh, that one, get... that one is out of your range now, since you moved over to help Vidalia. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Was if he, it was possible to keep the same target, but position myself to get closer to her while doing so. No, no, you'd have to attack the one that Vidalia is attacking. Okay. Well, he's now, kind of, he's now between you and the other one. Out of concern for her safety, I will just go ahead and commit to that then. Okay. Um, okay. Okay, uh, Leander, your turn. Okay. So that one guy went down, right? No. He's still yeah. up. Oh. He's looking pretty, pretty, he's got an axe in his back, but he's still up. Oh, shit. Um, I will point out to you, uh, Leander, though, that at this point, Kairos having come around the opposite side of this, of this one enemy to, um, to support Vidalia, the other one is kind of, uh, the other one is kind of wide open at this point, but so you've got a good shot at him, but he's also got a good shot at you and Alisane. I'm going to sort of crane my neck to see what the hell's going on with Vel over there. He's coughing or he got a sneeze and a burp stuck together. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then I'm going to refocus on uh, the guy within my sights and do. Uh, how close is he to me? Uh, he is about 10 feet away from you at a diagonal. Um, God, I can't decide. 
Use your training, Leander. Destroy him. Oh my god. Uh, let's just do some dissonant whispers. Okay. I ain't got all day. <laughs> that's a uh, wisdom thirteen. Oh, that's a seventeen. Damn. Uh, <clears throat> you still get to do half damage, though. Okay. Seven damage is well. It's fourteen. Seven. Oh, that's still pretty good. Okay, so he hears this the sound of these voices whispering in his head, and he's like turning, looking this way and that, and he starts clutching his head as if he's suddenly got a splitting headache. Alisane looks impressed. <laughs> and it's your turn, Alisane. Okay. So you've got you've got this one straight ahead that's clutching his head in pain, the one that um Neander just did the dissonant whispers on. Um however, directly directly to your left, Alisane, is you can see through the door of the Commandant's office, you can see Sir Carl uh sort of trapped under the Commandant who's got this knife to his throat. Vel is rushing in to help, but you can assist Vel or you can go with uh or you can continue the fight. It's your it's up to you. Yeah, so Alisane is like physically torn basically between assisting with Leander, you know, her feller her, her fellow tavern, or oh my god, I can't talk. Her fellow tower, her fellow, her fellow mage tower mates, um, essentially, and Sir Carl. So, um, she takes a moment and then casts Firebolt at the one attacking, um, Leander. Okay, I thought for sure she was gonna go help Sir Carl. <laughs> <laughs> That's an 18. That hits. Oh. That's one point of fire damage. Oh, you singe his eyebrows. <laughs> you really are showing me how to be a proper spellcaster. He looks very Listen. foolish with no eyebrows. Certainly embarrassed. Yes. Uh, don't want to kill him. We just want to shame him. I don't. How will we know if he's scared when he has no eyebrows? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Let's kill him. <laughs> Forget um, interrogating that guy. <laughs> best, best poker face in all of Kryn. Um, so the first thug, the one that uh, just took an axe to the back, courtesy of Kyrus, he's thinking maybe this is not worth what he's being paid. And he's going to try to make a run for it. Um, so, Kyrus, why don't you give me uh, an attack of opportunity? Hmm. Beat his ass. Before I do so, uh, quick question. Would it be honorable to attack a fleeing person? No, probably not. He will not take the attack of opportunity. But I will say, I'll say this. No, but you can use non-lethal damage if you'd like. That is a good point. Uh, I will try to flatter the blade it. Okay. So. Smack him. Yeah. Thirteen. That'll do it. Okay. All right. So then it would be D eight. Uh, eight points. Okay. So you, uh, as he's turning, trying to trying to get away from you, you swing your axe at him with the, um, with the the flat end. So you're basically trying to hit him with the with the handle of the axe or the center mass of the axe head. And you just nail him right in the back of the head. And he drops to the ground to his knees, sort of 
looks he sort of wobbles a little bit and then he falls forward in his face in the mud. You can see uh that his chest is still moving, he's still breathing, but he has been knocked cold. And um, uh, then he turns to Vidalia and says, Can you keep an eye on him? Akam. Alisane uh, just quickly says to Leander as she's staring in amazement at Kairos, she just goes, We really should get a Minotaur on staff. You <laughs> need to put it back in your pants. What? I'm sorry, excuse Nothing. me? What? Vidalia, it's your turn. <laughs> I believe in just the standard adventurer's kit, it comes with 50 feet of hemp and rope. It does. I am going to use my turn to tie up this unconscious fellow rather than hurt anybody else. Okay, very good. Um, So you've got him tied up. Um, You can move if you want. You won't get any attack of opportunity from the other one if you want to move. Uh, Just so much that I can, like, get eyes on... Vel, I don't want to go in the door, but I want to be able to see. I want to see my son. Yeah, if you come up sort of, you can sort of go around Kairos, sort of keeping Kairos between you and the other thug, um, and get yourself into position sort of right behind him, sort of between Leander and Alisane. And from there, you can see, you can see, keep an eye on Vel. Yep, that sounds good. Um, okay, Vel, meanwhile, let me roll initiative for our good friend, the Commandant. Sorry, I have a quick question. Uh-huh. Do I still look like Vel? No, I you, that never happened. Oh, so I have a spell slot left? Yes. Sweet. Oh my goodness, that's a good initiative roll. Ah, shit. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do Brenton. Um, okay, so... Vidalia, or sorry, Vel, seeing you charging into the, uh, into the, this office here, he is gonna take the dagger that he was about to throw at, um, that he was about to use to stab Sir Carl in the chest, and instead he's gonna fling it at you. That is an 18 to hit. Hey, that hits. Okay. Silvery barbs. Oh my goodness. Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> Uh, a 12 plus 4? 16? Actually does hit. Yep. <laughs> okay, sorry. You you try to distract him with your silvery barbs, um, Alisane. <laughs> or, sorry, uh, Vidalia. Sort of singing this distracting song to him, but he doesn't... It doesn't work. He doesn't like music. Um, so, Alisane, you... Sorry, Vidalia. Oh my goodness, I'm having such trouble with names. Um, Vel, Vel Zelig. You are going to take six piercing damage. But he does oh. get advantage on his next roll. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, which is now. It's your turn. Uh, okay. So, sorry, just updating my hit points there. Okay. So, feeling the sting of the dagger lodge into, I imagine it would be, the upper arm or the shoulder, there's a very, very sort of long extended, like like a hiss, almost like a snake as he pulls it out and chucks it to the ground. And he's going to run at the Sivak and 
I'm just wondering, do I stab him or, you know what, he's going to run at him and he's going to try and grapple him and push him back, just try to get him away from Sir Carl. Okay. Um, so why don't you do a, um, so you're just trying to like knock him off, knock him off? Yeah, knock him off and sort of, if I can, hold on to him so that he will have to try and escape from my group if he wants to attack anybody okay. else. Okay, give me a, uh, give me an athletics check. Um, is that also an advantage because of silvery barbs? It is. Um, so, oh, uh, okay. So one was 17, which I thought was good. The second was a nat 20, so 25. Okay, well, I'm not even going to roll. Okay. So <laughs> you come running at the commandant, who, whom you know as a Civ Actor Conian, although nobody else, this is a suspicion for everybody else. It's not a proven fact. Um, but you come running at him and you just, jump over the desk, tackling him, knocking him onto the floor in this sort of a heap. Um, Sir Carl manages to roll off the desk in the opposite direction, getting himself to safety. So now this desk is between between you, where you're struggling with Sir Brenton, and Sir Carl, who's now, um, at least for the moment, is is out of harm's way. Um, right. the, the commandant manages to get himself up to his feet, but you're just, you're holding on, holding on tightly, pinning his arms against him. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he says to you, you're going to regret this. And then Vel, in a draconic whisper, is going to say, I haven't had any battle in a long time. This is going to be fun. Uh, and next turn is the, the thug that's still, uh, the one that's still outside, the one that hasn't fled yet. But I think that he is, I think he's just going to make a run for it. Um, and at this point, nobody else is in melee range of him. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to throw his sword to the ground, put his hands up and say, I, I, was just, I was just doing a job. I don't want any part of this. And he turns tail and begins to run. Oh, I just realized I forgot to add in the word real there. Any real battle in a long time. Oops. <laughs> Um, okay, so is anybody, so it's Kairos' turn. Do you want to chase him down? Do you want to do anything? And he's getting away pretty quickly. I mean, he's basically taking using his turn to take the dash action, so you're going to have to really go after him if you want to stop him. Um, no, at this point, his concern now is going to be with Sir Carl, and they do have one of them tied up if they have to ask questions and maybe follow up on him later. So... He's okay. gonna go to try to assist Sir Carl. Okay. So you, uh, head into the Commandant's office. You find Sir Carl laying, uh, on the ground, uh, or laying on the floor of the office. Um, you see on the opposite side, Bell Zelig struggling, or Zell, as you know him, struggling with the Commandant. Um, you help Sir Carl up to his feet. He's got some, mm-hmm. some bruises on his face, um, or some abrasions on his face, some lacerations. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he's seriously injured though. Um, maybe he's had the, the wind knocked out of him. He's certainly taken by surprise, but more or less unharmed. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it would take up his turn, right? To help him up. No, no, you could do that as a free action. Okay. Um, it's a free action to be a bro. So <laughs> free bros. So he is going to ask Vel, 
Do you need help? Uh, so through gritted teeth, uh, Vel. Ooh, does Vel want to do this on his own? Actually, as much as Vel would love to get his uh, his anger and uncertainty and stress and take it out on the commandant, there is a moment of clarity where Vel realizes that the longer this commandant is alive, the more likely it is that his cover will be blown. So Vel. Uh, we'll just shout out here. Yes, I I have him. I have him pinned, but I I could use some assistance. Okay. Um, he's going to try to see how best to assist. Uh, without, hopefully, without uh unintentionally hurting Zell. Well, Zell has him sort of in like a uh, sort yeah. of in a, in a bear hug, so you could kind of like bash him in the head with the butt of your uh your um, axe if you wanted to. Yeah, he's going to go for that. Okay. Okay. Oh, 18 plus 5. That hits. Oh. Okay. Uh, 8. 8 damage? Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Um, As you bash him in the head and he sort of... He's, his head is snapped backwards, you know? After a moment, you can see this lump starting to form over his eyebrow. He he speaks to you in Draconic. It's in this nasty, sibilant, spitting language that you can't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vel, uh, Vel yeah. and, and Vidalia, wherever you are, I think Vidalia, you're pretty close by. I think you're within earshot. You would oh, know that yeah. that this uh, he's saying he's calling him a a filthy knight, basically. As far as insults go, that's actually quite mild. <laughs> Vel's, Vel's been called far worse during well, his training. A little something is lost in translation. It's a lot worse in, in Draconic. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, at least you didn't call me a scruffy-looking <laughs> It's your turn, Leander. Well, seeing that the other two left, I'm going to run inside. Uh, I'm going to see... Let's see, I see Vel holding down. Not not holding him down. They're they're both upright. But he's holding him. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Is the commandant fighting? He's struggling. He's trying to get out, yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna cast dissonant whispers because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um what's the saving throw on that? Wisdom 13. Ooh, a 7. Oh, it was low. 7. 7? Well, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, normally, Dissonant Whispers forces an enemy to try to run away, but since he's restrained by Vel, he's not going to be able to go anywhere. But he's going to start just, like, freaking out, thrashing his head from side to side, um, just like like he's just trying to get away from Vel with all his might, but he's not doing it in any kind of like crawling, fighting way. He's just thrashing, um, and he's just like crying out in just this like gibberish—not gibberish exactly, but just kind of these draconic sounds of of pain and distress. How do you like that, buddy? <laughs> and uh, it's your Brenton's turn, actually. So he is going to, um, so on the wall, there's actually a 
um, a draconian sword that's hanging. It's like this kind of serrated sword. It's, it's in a position, um, it's sort of in like a display rack to be like, uh, sort of like a trophy of a battle, um, that probably belonged to the real Sir Brenton once upon a time. Um, but he is able to reach out and grab it and he sort of turns it, turns the, the hilt forward and tries to jab it behind him into Vel. And that is a 25 to hit. Um, he's within five feet, correct? Uh, correct, yes. I'm going to go ahead and use my fighting style protection to give him disadvantage. Okay. Okay. Again. Oh, well, 23. No! That's a good try. Um, well, so we you, tried. You try to wedge your shield in there to prevent the, to prevent the stab, but it doesn't work. Um, he manages to get it in just in time. And you, Sir Vel, well, not Sir, but you, Vel, <laughs> are going to take 14 piercing damage. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm knocked oh. out. Oh, no. So you release, you release, uh, uh, Brenton from your, from your grip. As as you drop to the floor, and he he turns towards Kyrus and snarls, and he's going to make a a sword attack against Kyrus. I think Kyrus is going to go down. <laughs> uh, that is yeah. a twenty, a dirty twenty to hit. Uh, that hits. Oh my goodness, that's a lot. That's twenty damage. Um. Whoa. He has six hit points left, so he is... Uh, oh my god. Okay, so Kairos goes down. Yeah. And then... It is Alisane's turn. Oh god. Um, seeing two of the party just fall, um, Alisane is going to pull on some, some probably dark magic inside of her and cast magic missile at um the commandant. Okay. commandant. Okay. That's 3d4 plus 3. Yeah, one sec. The darkest magic magic available. (laughs) So dark. (laughs) (laughs) That's 5 for the first one. Okay. 3 for the second. Okay. And 3 for the third. Okay, so you uh, you point at him and you launch your magic missiles at him, and they hit him one, two, three, and each one sort of you know knocks him back a pace until he's pressed up against the wall, and your final one strikes him right in the center of the chest, sort of knocking the wind out of him a little bit. But he's still up; he's still fighting fit. And Alison's just going to yell at him, "Stop this! Stop now!" And Vidalia, it's your turn. So Vidalia, you've just seen Vel go down. He's on the ground, bleeding out. It's a very specific question. Mm-hmm. Uh, how big is this room? Um, so it's about three people by three people, basically. Okay. Nine square people. Oh, no. Nine square people. No, okay. I won't do maybe, that. Maybe 16 square people. 16 square people. So um, you can get in. You could get in and help Vel. You can get over to Vel, but you're going to be right in, right in melee range with the commandant. 
I, you can stabilize someone with a medicine check, correct? Correct. And that's an action, correct? Correct. Yeah, she'll run in and attempt to stabilize Val. Okay. She, she gives no hex about whatever whatever else is happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, mother, stay back. <laughs> uh, so give me a uh, a medicine check. Okay. It was an 11. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, that'll do it. Okay, so you managed to stabilize Val. Val, you are no longer dying. You're still at zero hit points. You're still unconscious, but you don't have to make death saving throws. Thank God. <laughs> um, I'll protect okay. you, my son. And, Here, Baba. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Kairos, you do need to make a death saving throw. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, 15. Okay, that's one success. And now it is Leander's turn. Leander, you're the last one before the before the Commandant gets another turn. Yeah. All right. Uh, seeing that uh, Vidalia is uh, trying to get folks back up, um, I'm going to try and get the Commandant's attention. How? I have no idea. I don't have any spell slots. So I'm just going to walk up to him and do shocking grasp. Okay, that'll do it. That'll get his attention. He's going to slap him. He is wearing metal. That is amazing. That's a two. He is wearing metal. Oh, I get an advantage. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's a 16. That'll do it. Woo. For one point of damage. Excellent. <laughs> Ugh, I feel that really hard. hard. Okay. Uh, so you grab onto him and send this pulse of electricity coursing through him, and he kind of stiffens a little bit. But it's he's not exactly it's not exactly a fatal wound. I'm gonna add to it my special ability to taunt, and I'm going to say, "Hey, buddy, don't you want to just give up and die?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, now that it's his turn, uh, he doesn't want to give up and die. Oh. Um, so he's going to go after you, Lander. That is a 19 to hit. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 12 damage. So I'm down. <gasps> and, okay, next turn is uh, Alisane. All right, I'm going to see Lander fall and just kind of freak out a little bit and uh, walk quickly, stride quickly up to the Commandant um, and cast Firebolt again. Okay. That is... 17 to hit. That hits. Uh, 10 points of fire damage. Oh, that's how you do it. Okay. And next turn is Vidalia. Vidalia, you're down, or you're you're beside Vel. <laughs> Vel is not uh, is unconscious, but not dying. Um, you are within melee range of the commandant, however. Vidalia, will I be provoking an attack of opportunity if I just scuttle along the floor to where Leander is? Because Leander was also in melee with him, correct? Uh. The ender is right next to you. You don't even have to scuttle. I don't even have to scuttle? No, no, you can just do it from where you are. 
I will attempt to stabilize Leander. Okay. Sorry, Leander. That was an eight. No, not going to do it. I appreciate the effort. Um, okay, let's see. Let's get Vel, because Vel's unconscious. Uh, Kyrus, death save, please. With pleasure. Uh, and that's a failure. That's four. Okay. One success, one failure. Okay. Uh, and after him, uh, it's a commandant's turn. Um, so he, uh, looking down, he sees, um, this little Kender who's trying to, uh, revive or at least tend to the wounded that he has been working so hard to kill. Um, and he sees you, um, Vidalia, like leaning over, uh, leaning over Leander as you're trying to help him. Uh, and the commandant is going to take this serrated sword in his hand and he's going to hold it with the point of the blade facing down and he's going to lift it up over your head and he's going to prepare to plunge it straight through your back and out your chest. Oh God. And a moment before he does, a moment before he does, a a blast of white light arcs across the room, striking the commandant directly in his chest. Uh, it is a guiding bolt. It does not damage him, but it is actually no. It's going to do some. It's going to do a half damage. Sorry, one moment. Okay, so that's going to be seven radiant damage to the commandant. Um, so this this bolt of this brilliant white light um, knocks the commandant backwards and towards the window. Um, and those of you who aren't actively dying or unconscious, if you look towards the door, you see your good friend, uh, Reverend Sun Trampus Dragonhelm, standing at the door, having just cast a guiding bolt spell. And you begin to note, and you notice that behind him, some of the knights of the outpost have gathered. And in fact, some of the, some of the, even looking out the window, you can see more knights out there. They've heard the commotion. They've come running over to see what exactly is going on here. Um, Sir, Sir Brenton, not sure what else to do is going to try to make his escape. So instead of stabbing his sword through Vidalia, he is going to use the hilt of it to bash the glass out of the window. And as everybody watches in horror, his skin begins to shimmer and take on this sort of metallic hue. Uh, he grows taller. Spikes begin to form from the back of his skull. His uh, his face elongates, becoming this, um, this long reptilian muzzle. Um, his skin hardens into scales that, that, that gleam silver. Um, a uh, a clubbed spiked tail sprouts from the base of his spine and these leathery bat wings suddenly spring from his back, filling up the entire room. And the knights and Sir Trampus are just horrified by what they're seeing. Sir Carl is horrified by what he's seeing, even though he suspected it. Uh, and the commandant jumps into the window and uh, pushes himself off and takes off flying through the air. I know Vel is unconscious, but if he were awake, he'd be like, you'd better fly away! <laughs> Thanks for this angrily. <laughs> and, uh, Alisane, it's your turn. 
We are still technically in combat. So Alice, it's your turn. Sorry, she ran to the bathroom just a second. Kairos hmm. is doing the bleeding dance. <laughs> 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 Twitching and bleeding on the ground. No. Dane, you're big. You've got a lot of blood. Yeah, that's true. I think about uh, two death saves worth left. <laughs> Actually, I would like to take this opportunity to ask you a question, Megan. Um, mm-hmm. When a when I'm unconscious, would I shift back to my original form or no? <clears throat> uh, no, I don't believe so. No, it, it ends when you die. Or, okay, delib- or, deliber- I- or deliberately end it. Okay, that's what I thought, but I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to double check. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Your secret cool, is safe. thank you. <laughs> secret is safe with mom. <laughs> Sorry, Megan, can you explain what's happening again to me really quick? Oh, uh, well... Sir Carl, or sorry, Sir Brenton turned into into a Civac Draconian and flew away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brother Trampus and the knights are all sort of, and the knights that remain are sort of gathered around the Commandant's office, so they've all just seen what happened. Um, and Brother Trampus has, you've got the, you've all done enough damage now to him at this point, that, to the Civac that he's going to go run for it. Okay. Fly for Her- it, actually. I am immediately going to run to Leander and try to, I don't know, I, I'm not a healer, but I want to try to see if I can assess and get him back to a, a good spot. You could do, um, uh, you can do a medicine check. Anybody can do a medicine check to stabilize someone. Oh no, that's a nine. Oh no, I'm starting to think nobody wants Leander alive. <laughs> I mean, I understand. <laughs> Alisane is just going to start panicking. Like, you can see her panicking. And she's just going to start muttering under her breath about how she, she can't lose another partner. Uh, Medallia, it's your turn. So you see Alisane just panicking desperately, trying to do anything she can to help Leander. Uh, okay. Let me double check one skill, because I think... Wait, I gotta ask you, uh, Bardic Inspiration is a bonus action, yes? Yes. Yes. Vidalio will walk to Alisane's side, put a hand on her back, and very quietly sing a lullaby she used to sing to her daughter when she was scared. Aww. So you have a a D6 of Bardic Inspiration, and then I will once again attempt to stabilize Leander. <laughs> I mean... Like poking and prodding and... It's fine. It's all <laughs> we, fine. Like, maybe, if we, maybe if we twist his broken leg this way. Oh, okay. That's a 22. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. He's dead. <laughs> Thank meanwhile, you. Meanwhile, Kairos <sighs> is dying. <laughs> 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 Look at the okay, priest so, to help you. I so can. you are you are stabilized, um, Leander. Thank you. Uh, Allison just starts thanking her profusely. Kairos, give me a death save. Cool. Kairos could take it. He's fine. He's fine. It's fine. It's great. Uh, Please. Uh. Uh. Sixteen. So. Okay. Another. Hey. Hooray. Boop. Okay. Um. At this point. Uh, Brother Trampus, or Reverend Son Trampus, is going to 
to come in and he's going to provide some healing for you, Kairos. He's going to cast Cure Wounds on you. Thanks, sir. So you're going to get 10, 10 hit points back. Whew. And so one by one, uh, Trampus, Brother Trampus will provide healing um, to those of you who, are, who have fallen. You're not going to be in great shape, but you're not going to die either. And I think that's where we're going to leave it today with all of you just having had your asses completely handed to you. And the bad guy <laughs> yep. having, having escaped. Yay! Oh, Yay. But hey, you, you, revealed, oh my gosh. you revealed him for what he truly is, and Vel didn't get exposed. Yeah. Thank God. Um, yeah, that could have been very bad. So it's a overall it it's a net gain, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Thank you, everybody. That was like that was so much fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it got scary there at the end though. <laughs> I know. I was just like, oh my gosh. Uh, I was so torn between Kairos and Leander because I was like, oh, but if I move to go get Kairos, I'm going to get stabbed in the back. <laughs> I know you wanted to get Kairos. It's okay. <laughs> no you, hard you, feelings. You almost had him. If it makes you feel any better, you almost had him. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, that uh, un- that was so unfortunate. It was just like, yeah, well, he has disadvantage. Well, guess what? He's still level 23. Oh, God. <laughs> I literally thought we were going to TPK on the, the, the second episode would be the last episode. Yeah. It's actually, it's funny. I've been, I've got all these like little cards and I've just been writing down like um, just little like thoughts that I want to put in a journal for Ravel. And um, after, like just really getting into it, but like after Vel shouted at the Sivak, um, and that turn was finished. I'm like just writing down some thoughts and my hand was freaking shaking. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? I was like, it's done. It's over for Val. Oh gosh. Well, and there might be some questions, but so far nobody has any reason to think you're anything except a farmer who can speak draconic. Yeah. You, yeah. It's totally normal. Totally normal. <laughs> An elective at farm school. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, apparently it's inconceivable for a draconian to help them to take down a draconian. Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inconceivable. Oh. You know um, you're going to have to go through Mama Vidalia if you want to hurt Belle. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh. Best mama ever, I swear. Thank you. <laughs> let me uh, let me do my closing here. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the Commandant exposed as a Sivak Draconian in disguise, uh, everything is going to fall into place pretty quickly for the people of the outpost to know exactly what, uh, why the Commandant had be- been behaving so strangely lately. Um, he has decided to run off, flee into the night rather than to face the entire outpost by himself, although he probably regrets um, having left you alive. But that's a fight for another day. Um, and you still need to solve the mystery of what happened to Sir Larson Strangborn and try to mitigate some of the damage that's been done by this Sivak Draconian during his tenure as a commandant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until next time, I'd like to thank everybody uh, at home for listening. I'd like to thank all of you for playing with me. You all did fantastic. And I want to say to anybody listening, if you've enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is released. And don't forget to follow the links in the show notes to visit us at dragonlancenexus.com. Or if you'd like to um, follow us anywhere on social media, facebook.com slash dragonlance, YouTube, 
twitter.com slash dragonlance and twitter at dlnexus. And you can follow me personally at Miss Megan J. And yeah, that's it. What a great ending. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Thank you.